0: To the Camp Guys, a show where we talk about the ins and outs of camp ministry. I'm Nate Flowers. Each episode, we'll take a look at prominent camp problems we face and how we deal with them. Let's jump right in to today's episode.
1: That time again, <laughs> it's, it's the camp, the camp guys. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. This episode, we're going to be talking about a very near and dear subject to everyone, and it's called recruiting summer staff. Nate, how many college kids did you have working in your creative area uh, during camp last season? Last season, I had five. That's, I mean, and that's just you. That's just yes. on the creative team.
0: I remember whenever I was on summer staff for you, yeah, and I, mean, I was the only. Yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> was you were just vision
1: and creative.
0: That was, that was everything. Aww. All together. Yeah. Back
1: that was back in the day. I did the graphics. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> Prior to camping, you just made them look good whenever you got there. Yeah. 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 You know, we all um, uh, we all deal with um, interest interesting facts about college students. We know that. Our, it's the core of our summer is pouring into college kids. And without them, what in the world would we do? I don't think our budgets can stand hiring 20 full time staff people, um, you know, just for the summer months. And some of you are 60, 100. Uh, we do it a little different here. Uh, we have an, an incredible intern program uh, that runs the backbone of our camp, which is a uh, six high school girls six high school guys and then some college leaders lead them but without that core group we would have to hire eight or you know ten more college students and we give we give local kids opportunity to come and serve as the backbone of our camp which works out really well for us but um you know we we know that they're the foundation of camp ministry so how do we get them well, before we how we get them, I think we need to make sure we got some things in the house straighten, uh, straighten up, and ready to go. Um, how many how many college kids did we have last summer? You think? Uh, uh,
0: last summer, if you count everyone, I think we had twenty one total yeah. summer staff. Yes. That's it.
1: So you may be listening to this podcast and you're like, man, we have a hundred. Well, good for you. You know, we would that. We don't want hundred. <laughs> uh, we we uh, we run a, a different. Everybody runs, drives their ship totally different.
0: And I will say, like, we should clarify those twenty-one people do not include people like food service exactly. kitchen staff that doesn't include lifeguards for our waterfront if yeah. you have that so you know you start to add up some different people there that maybe other camps would use the same people over well that
1: hundred you know to yeah. do k duty or or lifeguard and all that yeah. stuff so, so yeah. um so anyway so let's look at the if if summer staff are the foundation of our of our camps then surely we need to set a foundation of how we recruit them. Uh, so when when a summer staff steps on our property, I would say foundation number one: we we want to stay in missional mindset. Uh, so we've we've seen a struggle of we saying, "Hey, this is a job," or it's a missions experience. Yeah. Right, but yet when you look as a job, you guys. All across the board are paying one hundred and fifty to one hundred twenty-five dollars a week. Some may. I talked to uh, a few of the area directors at the three CA conference here. And we were all pretty much around the same amount, about $125, $150 a week is what we pay college students. So if we go into the business mindset and think of this as a business, then guess what? I ain't working for nobody because I'm, I'm not making that little money.
0: I yeah. uh, work incredibly hard for a little bit of money. Just If you look at it just from a job place, not really advantageous for a lot of college students whenever they're looking at it. It doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, 100
1: plus hours a week yeah recruit me, please.
0: <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to do so, that. so
1: the big the big thing here to talk about is keeping the missional mindset. You know, as we market, as we put it out there, hey, we would love for you to come and you know experience being on mission here at Crowder's Ridge. I think that's the number one foundation is the mission of the job and not the business mindset of the job because that's going to get you every time because kids are smart and they're going to figure it out, man, that's a lot of hours. And the number one question you get after somebody applies is how much do I get paid? You know, how much do I get paid? So it's very important to continue to build that foundation of, hey, this is a missions experience. You're giving your summer away for camp ministry, and this is how we do it. Number two is to stay discipleship focused. Uh, Year one here, we missed the ball. I mean, we totally just blew it. Never had a really a Bible study with the summer staff. We were just learning. We barely, at 2 o'clock the day camp opened, we had we finally got our co for permitting to be able to use the place we didn't have a lot of time you know it was it was a bad year for us it was a great year but a bad year and through learning and seeing how college students can kind of lose their fuel I also realize what fuels them, and that's discipleship. Uh, so you've got to be intentional and keep that as a big part of your foundation. And I think that as you start the recruitment process, you need to put these, these key words out there. You know, it's a missions experience. You know, we're, it's an opportunity for you, to, you know, to be discipled and pour yourself into other people I think is incredibly um, responsible. The, the last one, number three, is be hospitable. Uh, you know, where our summer staff this past summer, they took multiple trips, uh, so we we blessed them with special uh, social, um, you know, dinners or, or desserts and trips. And I know a lot of camps out there do it, but the, the, the intentionality of it, to be intentional, is, I think, extremely important to— to show them that love, to bless them. Uh, but the next one is to show them love, you know, get churches involved to help. I know our operations director, uh, Nathan Vest, had his growth group come, and they pretty much brought a grill and cooked grilled chicken right there. I, th- I think all that all that plays a huge role in how you market those positions out. You know, so I'm a college student. I have no money. I want to be taken care of. I want to be discipled, and I, and I want to be on a mission for Jesus. Plus, I'm going to get a little bit of money.
0: Yeah. I think if you kind of take yourself into the mind of a college student, because, I mean, I was there. And there comes a point, especially when it starts getting hard in the summer, you have you really realize that you're trying to rationalize what you're doing. You're trying to say, oh, well, I'm not really here for the money because that, if so, I made a really dumb decision. Okay. If I am here for the missions aspect, then is that happening? If I'm here to grow as a person, is that happening? That's good. <laughs> and, and I think if, if you can't say that those are happening, then we're back to job. And that means that y- you could start paying hourly wage people. Yeah. I think that you have to think about it is get inside the mind of those college students or summer staff, however you classify them, and start to really think, how are they rationalizing this in your head? You know that they are going to ask you a question about the money. But if you can are able whenever you're recruiting them to flip that and say, we know and we've seen it personally and not just tell them that they're going to grow as a person, but show them other summer staff who have grown as a person.
1: Yeah. So one thing we're doing this summer and it's going to be available to all of our uh, camp guy listeners out there is a a survival guide, a field guide uh, for college students. It's a hundred day devotional book. Uh, that will walk them through a part of scripture, but also throw in a part of some type of campy statement that keeps them in context. Because there's nothing really out there, uh, but devotional guides, but it doesn't keep them in a campy situation. Uh, so that resource is going to be coming to all of our listeners as well. But it, I'm really excited about that because that does what you just said. It keeps them, uh, keeps them on mission. It's discipleship focused, and it's a gift to them as well. So as many. Whatever we can, we've given them book bags, we are given them clothes. And you guys, you know, around the, around the country, you've done the same thing. But listening to other camps say, hey, this is where, but this, we got to put more focus on discipleship. You know, that's, that's why, why I'm writing the devotional book is because I realize, hey, that's a big gap and, and we need to keep them on track. And and let them go through a whole process. So let's talk, Let's get into recruitment. You know. So how do, how what's the best way to recruit college staff? Number one, I say social media. Uh, so let's talk about social media. Just from second, just for a second, from a college student standpoint, you know
0: they're not necessarily on Facebook. Uh, Would you agree with that, disagree with that? Yeah, I would say that those that are on Facebook created it when they were younger, and now they realize that it's mainly just their parents and extended family they don't really want to talk to are mainly.
1: Um, So if we advertise on Facebook, grandma or mama might forward it or, or say, hey, you know that camp might. So really we should change our mentality and say, hey, moms, you want your daughter or your son to work at a Christian camp? and forwarded them the information.
0: And that's exactly what we do. We've literally gotten to the point where we put parents in the headline Yeah. because we know that that's where our Facebook market is. Um, I would say that you've got to start tapping in Instagram um, for college-age students. Just so you know, I'm like 23 years old, not that far from a college age, and I will tell you that that's where I am, uh, live every day. And so if you are going to be anywhere – that's yep. where to put all your resources there first. If you're talking about summer stuff, yeah. So if you don't have any resources when it
1: comes to Snapchat and and Insta InstaBook, as a joke, Instagram, <laughs> uh, if you don't have any resources because you're not connected with that, then stay on Facebook, but address it to grandmas and to moms and dads. And really pour it out there number two college tour plan you know we hit up uh, several local colleges around our area we don't go really far off and again our summer staffs we got nailed down to under 25 so we don't need to go out and jump states we can kind of stay really close and, and we my heartbeat is to get local um local players And one, because I typically hire one staff person a year, so I look at those local kids and say, hey, you know, I got my eye on you. Uh, So I like locals uh, because we can invest in them year-round instead of just, hey, bye, guys, we'll see you next year. Uh, So a local, you know, college tour plan is, is
0: imperative. I think you've also got to find whenever you're in that local college tour you've got to find those um, pools of talent so you've really got to find if you're looking for that stage personality to really come up and take your programming to another level throughout the summer then you've really got to go to the theater programs or go to places that have a lot of entertainment as a part of their college experience and find those people that are involved so whenever you're looking at these schools and colleges it may be worth it to see what Academic offerings they have, or even extracurricular offerings they have. If you're looking for people with specific skills, or people that are just really good at engaging in people, then maybe you could consider that and find that talent there. Yeah.
1: So the um, so we got social media. We got college tour. Next would be local engagement. That's what I just kind of talk about. Local people uh, going to Starbucks and putting it out there on social media. Hey, if you like to work at Crowders Ridge, meet us at seven o'clock type thing. I think that's cool. And plus, I'm all about putting it back into the community, and I think that gives us community awareness. Uh, But number four, recurring ministry plan, that means all your veterans that came, served last year, you know, they go ahead and recruit the ones you want to come back for that year. And then number five, a prayer plan. Uh, God knows what staff's going to be here already. Uh, and, And how I know that is because year one here at Crowder's Ridge, we had no history, we had no social media plan, we were begging people to come help us build stuff. We didn't have time for staff. So we had no social media plan. I, we we might have went to Gardner Webb University. We might have just found time one day because we had to, but that's the only college we went to. We had no local engagement pretty much except for the kids we already knew. We had no recurring you know, ministry plan because there weren't but three from the other year. So we had nothing, but yet we had a full team. You know, God— is going to take care of all of our needs and desires. He's not. Everybody, listen to this for a second. Somebody told me one time. You know, if everybody in America decided to go to church this Sunday, there wouldn't be enough room. I mean, all the all the churches would, would be full. But same thing with camps. You know, if everybody decided to go to camp this summer, you couldn't hold them all. You know, so, you know, we, we need to be praying for each other and networking with each other and sharing ideas and vision uh, because God's in control. And whenever you're full, uh, you know, you, you're going to need to pass those kids off. And, and college applications are the same thing. You know, when you're full, pass them off to another great camp. And that's, a, that's something that we typically, you know, would try to do as well. And I've get, I get phone calls from um, camps nor, north of us uh, for references, but yet they pass people along to us as well. So what do we need to do? We need to pray. Uh, we need to ask God to send the laborers because the harvest is is ready, and um, he wants us to be a part of that harvest. So summer staff recruiting is some, somewhat difficult. Um, pray for a spirit of discernment that God would bring the right people. Uh, I'll never forget our first year. Um, we had a it was like day two of staff camp, and we had an incredible yeah I believe it's the, uh, the first year we had an incredible just night of worship, and this young lady comes out of of the area and she she tells me she's going to quit, and I say why why are you going to quit and she said I don't I can't do this I it's not me I don't deserve to be here, and I told her and I looked her in the eye and I said this is the only place you need to be. You know, there are a bunch of hurt kids that are broken. Band-Aids are ripping off of the wounds, and, and they need to place a place to heal. And camp ministry is a great place for college students to come and heal and repair and rebuild and refuel uh, for the next year of college. So what an awesome, awesome opportunity for us as the camp guys all across America to be able to invest in 20 to 60 college students that so desperately need our ministry because they're not getting it in church college ministries. They're not getting it at home. So we, as camp guys, are, are a huge college ministry, and we didn't even know it. So may God open our eyes to, to uh, the calling in which he's put before us. So next episode is going to be cool. Stay tuned for it. God bless.
0: so much for listening. If you've been impacted by what you're hearing on this podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe to this channel and to share this podcast on your favorite social media platform. By sharing this message with others, we can extend our ministry impact and change more lives for the kingdom of God. If you have questions you'd like for us to answer on a future episode, you can email podcast at crowdersridge.com. Or you can visit CrowdersRidge.com slash podcast. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.